Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. Um, I'm Ken Lewis. I'm the director for FCA here in Idaho, and our co-host this morning is our director in Canyon County for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, uh, Sean Rooney. Good morning, Ken. Good to be in the studio with you, Sean, and thanks for co-hosting the show this morning. And we um, got uh, kind of a, a recap here a little bit uh, this morning. We're visiting with uh, Jill Wilson, and we were, were uh, we had her on the air last week, and we're excited to have you back in the studio, Jill. G'day. Thanks so much for having me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just we just had so many great things where uh, that you know Lord was sharing, and we just would like to continue that conversation. And uh, but before we do that. We want to thank uh, KBXL and the Schaefer family for having the Heart of the Athlete on the air here, as well as Awakenings Coffee House there in the northwest corner of Overland and Five Mile. Appreciate their support of FCA and the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Heart of the Athlete show. And then also uh, Coach Skip Hall and Hall and Associates, his investment planning business here in the Boise area. Appreciate their support. Um, coach Hall, former Boise State um, football coach and uh he um, actually got the first FCA board going in Idaho here back in 1990. The, the FCA huddle actually started back in the 80s at Boise State, but uh, Skip was the first one to gather business folks and and uh, get some get some more things organized um, on a larger scale for FCA. So we appreciate his support and over the years, and he's been involved in the FCA for a long time. So, um, well, Jill, um, it's great to have you on the air and. Um, uh, I know, uh, Sean, you wanted to just kind of give our listeners just a kind of a recap of where we left off. You know, maybe the, some listeners are just joining us for the first time, didn't hear last week. Yeah, so we're here in studio with Jill Wilson of Australia, who had uh, porridge for breakfast last week. <laughs> and we're like, porridge? Uh, she said, oatmeal. We're like, oh, okay, got it. So um, I love, love uh, getting to know Jill, and her story is amazing. Um, so she was uh, an elite uh, track and field uh, athlete in Australia was actually world ranked, competed in uh, international events, um, and uh, we kind of we 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 finished up hearing about how the intensity and the pressure of of being essentially a, a, a government employee because the the efforts were to send uh, elite athletes to the Olympics. Um, so being a government employee, results driven, training. In intense training um, all day long, um, you know some of the things that were said and and uh, that Joe, what you shared with with us was that you developed some PTSD that was really hard in the in the midst of uh, an injury, um, scholarship being taken away. I mean, just a, a tough, a real tough circumstance to walk through. But you also shared how God is faithful, and you shared about Psalm one. Um, and, and not listening to the counsel of the wicked, but being firmly rooted um, along the streams, bearing fruit, and it's, it's just so awesome. And I've heard you share before also um, here locally, um, and I can relate to how you know God uses our circumstances that are so hard when we're in the midst of them. Um, but he, he redeems them, and he allows those to be a part of us and allows those uh, to be used and pouring into others. And you shared a, a really cool situation as you returned back to the Institute 
uh, later on uh, to lead other athletes. Would you would you tell us a little bit about what that was and and what happened? So I was actually uh, teaching full time. I'd gotten my university degree as an early childhood teacher, and I noticed there was an opening for a position back at the AIS, and I w- it, it was transition time for me. There, there was a position up for a personal excellent residential coordinator. And I was like, hey, this has, got, this has got God written all over it. Personal, excellent, residential coordinator. I was like, wow, God, what are you doing? This is amazing. Uh, the position was where I would, if I got it, I would live on the campus for four days a week and four days off. Now, I was a bit anxious about this because I was thinking how, like, you know, walking back into the lion's den, you know, walking back into the place of where a lot of things had gone wrong in my life. But, but God knew that, this that this was for me so I applied for the position I also applied to study my master's in high performance sport and management and leadership at the same time and so I actually got the job as a personal excellence residential coordinator and this is the amazing story about it I spoke to a lady who um, worked in that field as well after I got the job and she said I actually prayed over all these applications because all of these applications I had never seen the quality or, or the amount of resumes in front mm-hmm. of me in my life. Wow. Like there was about 30 resumes that were quality. So she prayed, Lord, let the one that you want in this position come. And it, absolutely amazing. God was like, this is for Jill. Mm-hmm. And so I got the job and I was like, what a cool praise. opportunity. I know. Just to see God move and know and to know that you know that it's the Lord. Yeah. And I walked in on my heart, my heart's desire in the job was also to be able to run a Bible study, to be the person that athletes who, who had faith in Jesus or other athletes who are struggling, you know, who didn't know Jesus yet, to have someone to, to talk to, to have someone who could give wisdom and counsel in a situation where you feel powerless, mm-hmm. in a situation where you feel like you're being told what to do when you know, what to wear and what to eat. Because right. um, you didn't have that when you were I didn't an have it. there. I yeah. didn't have it. It was missing. I, I was standing alone in there. And and one day this athlete came upstairs into the office and said, hey, I want to start a Bible study. And so the ladies in the office knew who to, who to point him to because they knew I was a person who believed in Jesus. Mm. And I was like, yes, Jesus, this is incredible. Like, you know, my heart's desire, you have now answered. Because I knew that the Bible study had to be athlete-driven, athlete-centered, athlete-driven mm-hmm. for the Lord. And it, it, it started, we had five athletes in there, and I co-facilitated with this athlete. Um, I mentored him to be able to lead. So we worked together. So one week I would prepare according to what the Holy Spirit wanted us to to learn. So what he was placing on my heart that week, we would then dive into uh, that week to learn about. Mm -hmm. And then so went the same with um, this other athlete. He was a gymnast athlete. So the Holy Spirit would place stuff on his heart and then we would just jump in and dive in and learn about that. So we would um, play worship songs. We would just totally be worshiping with the Holy Spirit there and in the Australian Institute of Sport, wow. <laughs> you know, five athletes just wow. hungry for God, meeting, and it was just absolutely just God. He came through. Mm-hmm. So one day the Lord had been placing it on my heart about 
what sport had become. And and sport can be a really good thing if if Jesus is at the center of it. Well, he's the creator of it. That's it. But somehow we we start worshiping it, don't we? Making it our idol. Yeah, it it does become an idol and and the the problem is that you don't even know it's an idol before it's too late. Mm. It's all of a sudden it's taken up most of your week, mm. it's taking up most of your thoughts mm. and you're starting to become like these other people within that culture without even knowing it. And now some of those people are absolutely lovely and beautiful and, and wonderful, but they may not be walking out the life that the Lord has called them to walk out and they may not be walking it in the way that they're called to walk it. And you find yourself being walking down a different route than, than you originally thought you would with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting as you were talking there, um, just a, uh, what a great adventure God had for you as you were on a weekly basis just using situations that they were going through and going to the Word of God. And, I mean, you, you relying on the Word of God, God to speak through His Word to those different situations that those athletes were going through. That I mean, what a cool adventure. Yeah, It was amazing. Like some, of, some of those situations, it, it was just so good to see how God – would move um, for the athletes. For example, there was two two athletes who um, were told they were not allowed back into the gymnastics gym if they did not have a haircut. <laughs> and so, you know, these are these are grown, mature men who are told you've, you've got to line up to this X, Y, Z, or you know. So, how how do you walk through that with integrity? How do you walk through that with respect mm-hmm. for yourself yeah. as well as your coach? And um, the getting back to idolatry and identity in sport, the Lord had placed on my heart that we needed to repent. That as a whole, as a whole athletic community, we needed to repent for turning sport into something it was not meant to be, for taking it um, and claiming it for ourselves and worshiping it. And that, that is true. People do worship sport. People do make it an idol and they do take it away from what it can be. And they, they, they want it to be something that becomes perfection mm-hmm. instead of pursuing what it can be, which is an mm-hmm. excellent thing right. that the Lord calls for us to do. And so the Lord put on my heart, he was like, you know, we need to have a repentance um, session. You need to have a repentance um, event, you know, and call for it to be what I have created it to be call for it to become what I have called it. And I was like, all right, Lord, let me find the person to do it. Let me let me see who will do it. So I kept walking around, you know, chatting to different Christian people. And I was like, oh, yeah, the Lord has called someone to put on this event at the AIS, you know, this worship event that we, where we can, you know, praise the Lord, say how good is sport in the Lord, repent for what we have made it, the idol that it has become, and ask him to turn it back into that glorious thing that he has called it to be to worship him and no one no one said yes no one put their hand up no one no one one was like oh yeah that's for me i was like god what is going on and it stayed in my heart it kept coming back to me and then i was like i think the lord is calling me to put it on now i had no event experience i had never put on an event before i didn't know what i was doing or how it was going to happen or how I was going to be walked out, but I just I just laid it down at the Lord's feet, and um, 
I, w- I would actually journal with him. I would journal out, hey, Lord, this is what's going on. And I, I would wait for a response. And now if you're actually waiting on the Lord, he does actually answer you. If you're willing to wait, if you're willing to wait on him and you're trusting him for an answer, he does answer. He really does. And he, he would speak to me back through Bible verses. And some of them were very direct answers. So, you, you know, uh, a Bible verse would come to mind after I'd asked a question and after I'd written the question down, a Bible verse would come to mind. I would actually open the Bible up, Holy Spirit led, and I would have a direct answer. Mm-hmm. Now, the Lord really does speak and he really does speak like that and he, he speaks in a whole different ways to everybody, you know. So there's a way that he will speak to you personally. That's cool. And so we put on the event and, you know, not many people turned up. There was, I think, maybe 25 people and we we worshipped. We had an amazing worship singer. It was actually called, the event was called the throne room event. So we wanted to go into the throne with, room with the Lord, worship him and say, hey, this is sport and we give it back to you. This is sport and this is we honour you with, with the gifts that you have given us. Like that little drummer boy song, you know, all I have to offer you, yeah. Lord Jesus, is yeah. how I can um, play the drum. All I have to offer you, Jesus, is me. All I have to offer is this gift that you have given me. You know, the ability I had as an athlete, as a race walker, as a runner, was from the Lord and it was due to him for me to give him all the glory. So the athletes um, in the Bible study group, we we um, got up and we repented before the Lord. We asked his forgiveness for a number of things in sport that were not good. One of them is um, abortion doping. Um, there, where there's a, a group of athletes, it's mainly in cycling. Um, it's not very well known because it's a horrible thing, but um, there's certain cycling athletes, women, who will fall pregnant and then abort the baby so that they have extra blood cells in their body. Mm. Um, hmm. So there, there's really some things in sport that really do. Wow. Uh, yeah, that are really not nice. Right. And, um, yeah, and that's part of what was repented of, of wow. was, you know, the... the the bloodshed of the innocence, you know, the bloodshed of the innocence. Um, so, yeah, and the presence of the Lord in that room was uh, amazing. You could feel his presence weeks after in there, you know, just the overwhelming sense, you know, his glory. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing too was that that event, the throne room event was held in the gold room in the Australian Institute of Sport. <laughs> you know, there's just... Wow. The gold room, the, the refining process. That's it, amen. Boiling out the impurities. Yeah. Amen. And we we have seen uh, so much fruit since. The athletes that I, I mentored, one of them went on to win a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games. Another one swapped sports into diving and went on to win a bronze medal at the Commonwealth Games as well as a World Championships medal in diving wow. in the team's event. Um, two of the girls who were basketball athletes also um, went on and they 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 won the world championships for basketball in the under-17s. Wow. And they're now both NCAA Division One basketball athletes in America. They've come wow. over here on scholarship. Wow. So all these athletes were in that, that small group and part of that 
that conference, that that event. Yeah, and I'm not saying oh, just because they did this stuff, right. um, they they got all these medals and they've got these amazing things. No, look at me, look at my life. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I haven't won a gold medal yet. <laughs> I'm kidding, but um, no, they they really honored the Lord with their lives. They were really. He is their number one. He is who who they are after. He he is their heart's desire, mm. and and sport in their life is in the right place. It's not their idol. It's not their identity. Yeah. They're not bound up in perfection. They know that to pursue the Lord is to pursue excellence, not to pursue perfection. Because when you pursue perfection, it's got an end in to itself, which is not holy. Yeah, reminds me of Matthew six thirty three. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Amen. Seek him first, and then all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. Yeah. um, Jill, when when we heard, you know, the way God was using you there and and, and talked about, you know, meeting with a group of players, talking about excellence, I mean, we just hear SCA. That's right. In some ways back here in the States, (laughs) right? Because we call it a huddle when you're meeting with your athletes and pouring into them. And and then excellence is one of the core values here. And – so uh, you, we, we were excited to get you to be a little bit of a part of the FCA camp this summer um, where you helped with some of the, the track events, I think the distance running, right? Um, tell, tell us, what was your experience with, at FCA camp this year? What, what, what did you do? Well, I've never experienced anything like it before. It was astounding to see what God can do through faithful people through Mm. ones who love him so much and the amount of work that went into that camp and the amount of grace and and blessing that was just pouring forth onto these athletes and onto the coaches Mm -hmm. i could just see you know the lord's hand all over it Um, it was just i had yeah i just in australia there is nothing like it there is no comparison Mm. i've never experienced anything to that the degree of um, love mm. for athletes, love for the sport, love and, um, yeah, love for sport, but as a way to honour God, mm-hmm. as a way to glorify him and to praise him and to to really build up and encourage um, the athletes. I think it's Ephesians 4.21 where it says, you know, to build up and equip the, other, the mm-hmm. people of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really see that FCA camp and FCA uh, really taking on that, mm-hmm. really showing a, a true way, a true way to, to glorify God yeah. in sport, a true way to, to pursue his excellence. You know, because I think it's Daniel 6.3 that speaks about the anointing that Daniel had, which is an anointing of excellence. Mm-hmm. And that's a gift. That's a gift from God. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Well, we sure appreciate you. Um, Given your time, I know you got a little one around the house and, and getting away sometimes and going coach and to coach and be at the, you know, the sessions and the worship times and things like that. We just want to thank you for, as well as all the coaches that were there, but we really appreciate your time, Jill. Jill, I know we just got a couple minutes left here um, this morning and this has been just a great time. And um, I was wondering, you know, what, um, couple things that I want to hit on here in the last couple minutes. Um, what kind of advice would you give to maybe, you know, obviously female, female athletes that 
might find themselves in some of the things we were talking about, you know, in the, in the previous show, but just under those pressures that you talked about of comparing yourself to others. And, and I think all athletes, male and female do that, yeah. it, male and female do that, you know, compare yourself to teammates or, or to competitors. But, but, but as it gets deeper into, like you mentioned, the physical appearance and a coach was talking to you about losing weight and those kind of mm-hmm. things. And, and, um, you know, that competition amongst teammates and the comparing stuff, what kind of advice would you give to maybe somebody listening here this morning that might be going through a similar kind of thing? I would say go before the Lord and become alert and ready because the situation and the environment you are in um, sometimes may not be one that has been set up to glorify God. Now, the situation I was in was more like, Babylon, you know, where you're glorifying the image of yourself, you're glorifying the image of what's going on around you. Um, and you kind of were in the fiery furnace too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And um, like we don't fight against flesh and blood only. Mm. We, do, we do fight with flesh and blood. That's true. We do just have enemies and um, we don't mean to have them, but it just happens because of who we are in Christ. We also have... Um, Enemies that are, that are spiritual beings that don't like us because we are with Christ. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be alert and ready. You've got to put your armor on in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, with the Lord, he will call you in a situation where you are feeling like you're not worthy, you're not good enough, that you're not skinny enough, you're not fast enough, you know, you don't... You, you weigh too much, you weigh too little. There's all these situations <laughs> yeah. where you just don't measure yeah. up. And that that really is the enemy trying to take your joy. Mm, yeah, robbing your joy. That's it. Yeah. Take your joy. And the Lord says, <clears> you know, <throat> rejoice always, be thankful always. There's a reason, because one of the reasons why the enemy wanted to rob my joy was because when I start started to think that way negatively with comparisons, it changed my brain. It actually changed the neural pathways in my brain to not be healthy, to not be the way that the Lord had called them to be in yeah. his order. And and this is scientific. Dr. Caroline Leaf has found this um, in her research, that if you are th- thinking thoughts that are thankful, rejoicing, you know, all the things the Lord calls us to do in his word, you know, your brain comes into beautiful alignment. Your yeah. brain is healed. It is whole in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So that's the start. Don't let the comparisons come. If you're feeling all these negative thoughts, I, I would say really go to the Lord and ask him, hey, Lord, I receive from you this day what you say about from me. Yes. I receive this day what you speak about me because you created me. You have a way for me through this. Please show me what you are speaking to me. Please show me what you have for me this day. And he will find you and he will speak to you and he will not ever let you fall. He will not fail you. He will come through with that. And the other thing I would say is worship. Go in and worship. Hmm. Because worship is the strongest yeah. warfare we've got. Yeah. Worship. Yeah. You've worship. Worship God. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's great advice, isn't it, Sean? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, we uh, you talked about a couple different things. I know we just have a couple minutes here. But earlier you talked about starting, you know, something at, at the Institute of Sport there in Australia. And, that, and, and, and folks, you might be thinking, you know, I've got – 
um, a middle schooler or a high schooler or a college athlete out there that, that's your own kid. And they're at a school where they, they need some encouragement, like Jill was talking about, you know, through FCA, like Sean was talking about, we, um, we have the opportunity to, to meet in schools and form clubs called FCA huddles. So if you're interested in getting more information about the type of thing that Jill was talking about that, um, of starting an FCA, or maybe there's an FCA at your school already. We'd love to connect you. Wouldn't we, Sean, getting them involved with FCA at their school. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing opportunity. Um, not just to, to be blessed in that small group, but really to impact an entire campus and community. We've seen uh, God do that. Um, I would even encourage, um, you know, on the other end of it, if, if you're a coach and you're kind of listening and you realize the, the difficulty in trying to produce a, a team that can win, um, that, that does have great results, but you also want to pour into your athletes the best way possible in a God honoring way. Um, Man, the FCA has some amazing resources for you. Three-dimensional coaching is one of those. It's on our yeah. website, um, but we would we would love to be an encouragement to yeah. you as well and, and to partner with you, um, whether that's meet with you. Uh, there's so many different ways that we would love to help. Mm-hmm. So um, feel free to, to give us a ring or shoot us an email. Yeah. We want to be a resource and a blessing to you. Another great resource we've been using with coaches and athletes is that doing sports God's way and then the marks of an excellent leader, which is all a biblical study of those leadership um, qualities so uh, along with the 3d coaching so we'd love to get those resources in your hands coaches and uh, parents as well so um, well jill again this has been just a, a special treat for us this morning hasn't it sean it sure has thank so you. thank you for joining us jill oh no thank you guys it's been so good well sean thanks for being co-hosting this morning and folks if you're interested in getting more information or you want to get in touch with sean or pablo in Ada county or ryan out there in west treasure valley you can get our information at fcaidaho.org. Very, lots of great resources on that website and that links to our national website as well. So, well, God bless folks and have a great day. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.